pull up a bar stool. All right, I've got John Robinson, also known as JR, my business manager, backup CEO, back on the show. We're going to be talking about uh, memberships. So if, if you're looking to start a membership, if you've started one and you're trying to get rolling or whatever it be, uh, we're going to talk about basically the first step or steps to creating a powerful online membership group. And that's going to include not only the, the community itself, but some of the content value that you provide as well. There ends up being five primary points that we talk about. So hope this helps you. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite to the virtual pub and get drunk on entrepreneurship. This week I've got John Robinson, JR, back on the show. We're, we're streaming live also to the Power Hitters Club Entrepreneurs Facebook group. How's it going, JR? It was going really well. Until you posted that the Brewers are in first place. Well, you know, if you want to get technical, they're like sort of in second place by a few decimal points. Or not decimal points, but, you know, you get the point. And the Cubs are in fourth, though. You can't deny that. That's what we know. So how's it going beyond that, beyond being sad about the Cubs? All is great. All is amazing in San Diego, always with the great weather. So can't complain. Doesn't that get boring after a while? Great it does. Work. It really does. It really does. And then to have people here complain about 55 degrees as being cold or cloudy days or the one out of maybe 50 days of a rain day. So yeah. if, it's, if it's always 74, what's that perfect day where everybody's like, wow, this is a really nice day? I don't think I don't think they <laughs> exist because they're like it's just another day. Yeah. So yes. I saw that you actually came prepared today. You've got uh, a beverage for the pubcast. What you got? I have a beautiful Miller Lite. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if those words have been used together before. Yeah. Well, it is. It's it, and that's that. Well, nice looking Miller Lite. I've got my Bre- Milwaukee Brewers water. Uh, with the cap on top, top on, okay. Just so want to make I, sure because because you have spilled your water all over your computer two weeks ago. Yeah, that was a horrible scenario. So we're gonna. I'm, I'm still like I don't trust this cap completely. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna pop off, but it's not the cap. It's oh, the person. That's sad. All right. Cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. Go Brewers. All right, so I know that you want to talk about membership-related stuff today. What what you got for us? Yeah, so there was something in me that said, let's start talking about some of the basic ideas or fundamental questions that one must answer when they're wanting to start an online membership group. So... And the same spirit of what we've, you know, been doing for a few t- few times this year, I, you know, have some worksheets that I created 
so you know people can start asking themselves the questions that they should answer before they start now if you already have a membership group that's great too and these questions still apply for those groups as well so, so that's what i want to talk about we're talking paid right i assume mm-hmm. yeah we're talking we're talking paid but it can just be any online group the, the first series of questions doesn't have anything to do with being paid but um, it could be paid or not paid. Okay. So before I go into any of the, the three questions, because there's only three, I wanted to find out, are there any questions that just pop in your head immediately when you think of, okay, should I start an online group? What's the need I'm trying to fill? Okay. Because what does that mean? So, what do you mean? What's the need that you're trying to fill? You know, what so what's the point of having this group in the first place? I mean, what there there has to be some need that people have that they need to collaborate with others, um, that that you can you can fill with this group because otherwise it's like let's create a group where everyone talks about zebras, and (laughs) is there is there a need for that? I don't know, maybe, but uh. There just has you have to determine there's actually a true need for that you you know there people are um, struggling to find answers for something they get a lot of value out of collaboration you know that type of thing okay yeah that's that's a good step in the direction that that we're headed the the three words that come to mind for me when starting any business or business model online or offline it's pain claim and gain. So the first question is, what are the pains that we can solve? So that's very similar to what you're saying. It's like, why does this exist? So when you were starting all those years ago, what were the pains that you were trying to solve? And are those pains the same pains today as they were, you know, all those years ago? I mean, I think for the PHC elite, PHC basic, they're they're pretty similar. I mean, ultimately people were looking for, answers regarding strategy and getting going and just to help help with roadblocks with their ads i mean as opposed to dealing with researching everything online trying you know uh, using their facebook rep which may be inconsistent in terms of getting good good answers dealing with the, you know the power of the community to get answers in terms of how did you guys do this before uh, what kind of what kind of strategies did you use? What kind of results have you seen? Um, so from the beginning, that's just kind of what how I envision those groups. Yeah, and what about the entrepreneurs group? So similar, but it's like you know, it's the pain pain points of dealing with starting your business, um, and you know, trying to get answers from people who have done the same thing, trying to get. I think a little bit different in this case too. Also looking at support system, because there there's certain things that are more psychological as opposed to what we deal with on the Facebook ad side. So it's the psychological stuff. It's also the the true you know business related stuff, uh, the mechanics as well of starting specifically an online business and taking it to the next level. Yeah, I'll add to that because I think part of it also is tools, tips, and techniques. I think it is about, you know, sharing, you know, this vigorous generosity of sharing. And it's about sharing the tools, the tips, and the techniques that, that you've 
use to get where you're going. And I also think it, it is that form that you're talking about of a place that everyone can ask questions and, and get answers, you know? So, um, that, that's, you know, that's what I see. And, you know, who knows what happens from there. I think in some of the online groups that I'm in, it's, uh, you end up connecting with the people face to face, you know, and you start off on, you know, online and then all of a sudden, you know, you see them at, you know, a, a marketing conference or you, or you live in the same city and you just meet with them, you know, face to face to talk about whatever. So, uh, I think that's, you know, those are some of the pains that, that get solved as well. What are the claims that you promise? So that's the, the pain are the you know things that are annoying, things that need to be solved, and the claims are you know what we promise. So what would you say are the claims? And you started a little bit, but what what uh, what are the claims that you 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 want to make? I mean, I guess online? I guess my question first of all is: Are we talking specifically about the group, or are we talking about the overall membership that we're looking? Hmm, good question. I, I'd say both. So let, let's go. Let's go with the with what your brand stands for. That promise, like we promise to blank. Like I what? Mean, what is? What is the elite? What do you promise an elite? I think staying staying on top of everything you need to know, um, all the changes that impact you as an advanced Facebook advertiser. So that could be accomplished through the weekly webinars, could be accomplished through the community itself, could be accomplished through the trainings as well. Do you, do you feel like that you state this enough? Cause when you just said that, I'm like, man, that is, that is what you promised. Cause you stay on top of this stuff. You read and you, you know, you're obsessive about it, but I don't, now that I think about it, I don't think that you state that that much, do you? I say it every week in the webinar, in the free webinar. Yeah. Or not the free webinar, the yeah. PHC webinar, but mm-hmm. uh, that's really the probably the only place I say it. Right, and that's to, that's to the members who already know you. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's not a message that you put to prospective members, you know, to kind of boost the awareness of of what they should expect, right? Do you do you not... You don't you don't use that message to them, do you? Not, not that language, no. What language do you use? Again, and it, it, we're talking in the framing of a promise. I'd have to go back and look at the landing page. Mm, okay, that's all right. You don't have to know it by heart. Um, I I also think that some of the claims, like let's say for the entrepreneurial group, what what are some of the claims that you think stand out there? I mean, I think it's more, and that's certainly coming together more, but more of a support system. Um, you know, it's a community of people who have done what you're trying to do and who have found solutions to the problems that you have or have experimented in ways that you haven't experimented yet. So lessons learned as, as you kind of follow this path, this entrepreneurial path. Yeah, I think it's uh, adding on that is encouragement. You know, it's a little bit of encouragement. That's what support is. I, I also think that um, there's this idea of overcoming less. I, I've seen that a lot in membership groups is that you join them so you don't have to go through as much, you know, you don't have to learn the hard way. So, you know, like the use of, like you said, shortcuts and things like that. So right. I, I see that. I see that as a claim, too. I need another sip. 
You got to wait till so, our, till our breaks before you, you take a big gulp of beer. That's all right. <laughs> I was starting to get parched a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so we have pains, we have claims, and then the gains. Like, what are the gains that we can demonstrate? Do you, and do you know what what does gains mean to you? I mean, I guess it depends how you look at it because I feel like the gains could be similar to the claims side of it and that we claim that this is what you're going to get and the gains are what we actually get out of it, mm-hmm. would it not? Um, but I mean, I think this all goes back to you know when you're sitting down and trying to decide whether you can create a community. I mean, the gains have to be something that has value, monetary value, especially if you're going to be paying for this. So why would someone pay for this? Uh, and that's a, that's a question I often ask when I think about setting up other communities or doing something that's baseball related or, or whatever. Like, why would someone, like, it might be valuable, but does it have a monetary value that someone might pay for? And I think in the case of, you know, these PHC groups, absolutely, because we're dealing with things that cost money. I mean, that all these decisions are, are related to money and trying to save money. So I, th- I think ultimately the gains we're hoping for be making making more money and saving saving more money. Do you do you make that statement in any of your marketing? Are you promising no. like, hey, you, you, your ass can be twenty times no. better? No, no, because that that that's where it gets sleazy. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to make more money as a result. Because it all depends on how you use it and and what what you want to what you want to get out of it. What's your purpose with it? I mean, the intention of these communities is that you give to the community, um, but you also get something back from the community, and it's going to help you make more money, save more money. If, if maybe that's not your intention, it, it, you could have a completely different, and maybe you just don't use it at all. So if I guarantee that, I've been a member for six months, and I didn't, like, yeah, you never accessed anything. <laughs> so um, it's not magic. Uh, you've, you've got to use it in a productive way as well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I think that it does get really messy when you when you make claims like, or, it's, you know, uh, when you say those gains are. That's the kind of stuff I don't want to be associated with. Uh, anyone guaranteeing that you're going to make X amount of money or, you know, s- certain times more money than you are right now is full of crap. They, they can't yeah. guarantee that. And if they if they truly are guaranteeing that without any uh, small type, they're gonna get their butt sued. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So going back to baseball, so let's let's talk about the the group that you created on in Facebook. What's the name of that group again? Oh, my kid loves baseball. Yeah. So so what are the pains like? Why did you why did you start that? Uh, I mean, ultimately because they're just lots of unique challenges that the parents have parents and coaches have of kids who play baseball, especially competitively. Mm-hmm. And so having that community once again to help you know, share, Hey, I'm having an X problem with the coach or the coach is having X problem with the parents. And you know, what, what would you do in this situation? But right now, like I've said, I, I don't know if there's any monetary value of that. So it's all free right now. Yeah, but that's but that that really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if you're designing the a group for an intention, and you just said, "Hey, I want to put a community out there for parents whenever they, you know, are experiencing anything related to 
you know, baseball and their kids, that they'd have someone to reach out to and share it, share the pictures, share all of that. With them doing that, what what do you see the gains are? Is it just answers? Do you, you see that? Because I've seen the group, and I think that there's like, you know, I've seen just random pictures of their kids, and you know, they're yeah. they're liking they're liking the fact that you know they're getting likes, things like that too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's getting answers, it's support, uh, some of this kind of fluff stuff because yeah, it's that's also where you got free community, so we got people who like to share stupid baseball memes and stuff like that like that's like all they do it's free it's like do you have do you not have any anything better to do with your time you know but uh so i mean I, i'm sure you i mean you you as the creator of the community you can help direct where it goes and i haven't done a lot directing where that goes yeah, and I I also have a well, I have a LinkedIn group of mm, 40,000 40, people for on the topic of Salesforce, and I created that like mm, like ten years ago. And the intention for me was I just wanted to connect with other administrators. Like I took a I took a tech technology course and uh, as an, to be an administrator, even though I didn't want to be, I just wanted to learn the software. And then I just want to keep in connection with the people in the room. So I created this LinkedIn group for these 20 people. And then 10 years later, 40 plus thousand people. And the pains that they go there for are to figure out how to use that software, you know, to figure out, you know, you know, where the shortcuts are and, where the bugs are and how to get around those and the fixes and all that. And it's a free community. You know, I've never tried to monetize it at all. And the only thing that I claim is that I don't like the marketing solicitations. So I moderate those and I don't yep. let those in the community at all. So I claim that the, that the community is for helping each other. It's not to market to each other. And that happens very quickly in communities. Mm-hmm. So I, I think part of when you're designing a community that you should write out some policies and don't, and as I say that, don't you have some rules for the groups? I do. And the, the one potential drawback of that is what we've seen a little bit in PhD entrepreneurs <laughs> is that people are scared to share specifics about their business. Cause we had someone ask like, would it be okay if I shared um, the link to a landing page or to my website or whatever and say, you know, what do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, of course. That's kind of the purpose. That's the point of this whole thing. But I think the problem is that we've seen so many people pollute these communities with go to my website, like my page, do the, like with no intention of like wanting to get feedback or anything. They're just like trying to pad some stupid number. And, um, and that's always something I've tried to avoid. So, but so that, that all that pushback that not only I've done with our policies, but I'm sure lots of other communities have done as well, I think ends up making people a little gun shy regarding sharing stuff that's honest. And like, I just want to get help with my, with my business and my website or my Facebook page or whatever it is. What do you think? That's a completely valid um, request to have. Well, with you saying that, 
what comes to mind for me is it's a second set of eyes. The second set of eyes on the situation, your business situation, your Facebook ad situation, what whatever it is. And and you're right, there is some there is a tendency for a hesitancy by by people when they're worried that they're looking like they're being market or they're marketing. But in essence, that's what that's what the entrepreneurs group is for. It's like, hey, look what I made. What do you think? That's it. Not, hey, I'm marketing to you. It's like, look what I made. What do you think? So, so yeah, yeah, that 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 shows up for me. But like I said, with the claims in my Salesforce group, I just want the community to be about you know asking questions and, and getting answers. Now, the gains that I've seen in that group, I've seen so many people get jobs. Hmm. I've seen so many people like find opportunities when they're helping each other. These people like to hire each other. Because they're like, okay, that person's smart. And then they hire that person, you know. So that community is is a community of, of people who, for a living, consult, for, you know, on the platform, for the platform, I should say. And then there's a bunch of people who use the platform. So it becomes like this connection that uh, it's pretty cool. You know, that's one of the, the, the gains from it is that, you know, there's been, you know, people getting smarter, getting jobs, um, I don't know what else. I haven't polled the community in a while to, to find out why why it exists for them. Yeah, it does help. Do you- it helps because uh, we do request testimonials every once in a while, and that helps because then they, they give us an honest answer regarding what value, and sometimes you know it might be a monetary value they've gotten out of this community. So it helped them run certain X campaign, and now they're making this amount of money from these campaigns and they weren't before you know those types of things help a lot as opposed to just some sort of uh obscure number obscure value that is is tough to you know put a finger on what would you say you would like to see more of in all these communities because i think one one thing that i i heard you say a little bit was hey share what you're working on you know, share what you're working on to get feedback. Would you say you'd like to see that more in in all three communities? Because I don't I don't know if there's a lot of sharing of campaigns in. No, I mean the they're, they're sharing. They're sharing. I, I honestly I think the biggest issue with any any community, and you're going to have this with every community, is the the desire for answers before you're looking to answer someone else's question. So you'll have new members that are, they're, they, they're really passionate and excited to get going. Like, uh, introduce myself, here's my question. And then two hours later, here's another question. Two hours later, here's another question. And like, there's a long list of all these questions that they're putting in there. And they're like, these are the people most likely to be unhappy with the community and disappointed. Like, I, I jumped into this and no one's helping me. Like, well, how many people have you helped? Oh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they, they, they expect everyone to be at their service. That's, that's not like these, these people in the community aren't being paid. So if you're not helping anyone else, why would you expect anyone to help you? And there's, there's that personal bond, too. So I guess uh, my answer to your question is, is less about sharing more. I think we get plenty of sharing. It's helping more. Um, and, and we do get a healthy dose of, of helping. But I think that that. I, what I'd love to have is, and, and we do have this as part of the 
the campaign once you sign up to kind of nudge people to do this. But before you even share your problem, you jump into the community, scan it, find people like, oh, I've done this before and provide a help. Because guess what? Once you do that, they will appreciate you more. And then when they see your problem, they're going to jump in and say something. Guaranteed. That's my guarantee. So, um, I, I mean, it's just ba- it's basic human nature. It all makes sense, but too many people jump in with, without that understanding of those expectations. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So we went through the three questions of what are the pains that we can solve? What are the claims that we can promise or that we promise? Then what are the gains that we can demonstrate? If you had to add two more questions, so let's round it out to five. What are the other questions that you would say have to be answered as you begin to start your your new community? Uh, first of all, what are the, what are the platforms that are going to house this mm. this community and this content? Yeah, that's a good question. And then, um, what is going to be my commitment and time and resources? So, nice. so what is the not just the one-off commitments, but what's the ongoing commitment that people are going to expect be expecting? Um, I have found the one challenge that I'm running into is that from a mature community, I'm always tacking on something else. So in the very beginning, it was just like PHC com- community, like I don't, and then there was like a weekly webinar, and that, that was it. And it was like, well, now you're going to get you know, training programs every, every other month. And now you can get these uh, quick video tutorials. And now we're going to do happy hours once a month. And, you know, so, I mean, there's a purpose for it because you want to keep adding value and maybe, you know, in our point, our case also, you know, increasing the price for, for new members. But um, <laughs> there's kind of a price to be paid for that, too. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the platform question. Why Why did you think of that one first? Well, because it's like, okay, you're going to have this membership, you're going to have this community. Um, whether or not successful depends, first of all, on, on where it's housed, where it lives. So like the community itself, we went back and forth on this in the beginning. I don't know if you remember on whether or not we'd even do it on Facebook mm-hmm. or if we were going to do like this um, membership entirely through a membership website where you have a community and like forums and stuff like that. Thank goodness we didn't do the forums because I think that would have been a disaster. Um, even though it makes sense, it's like, well, if everyone's, because at the time this is what I struggled with, it's like, well, if everybody's in the mem- membership website in the first place to access content, whatever, we should have the community there. But the reality is, especially with Facebook content, everybody's on Facebook right now anyway. People are used to using that platform. They've got their profile created all that is done so i i think that was the right move but i mean there, there are extra steps that have to go with go into that when you use facebook and making sure you have someone to uh, approve people and remove people and all that kind of stuff but i think it's been worthwhile but it's not just that it's okay how is the content what's the what software you use for the content so we've used a couple of solutions there i think it's a three now i because th- i think we did it um with uh, mem- uh, what's it called? Uh, Customer Hub first, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and then we did 
paid memberships pro, and now we're doing uh, Membirium. Um, and so that's one of those like you don't want to make two two changes, um, go to three different uh, softwares, but that's that's what we did. So, um, so I mean th those are the primary questions that come to mind for me. That you know I think back, um, they were pretty important um, for for either the creation or uh, kind of pivots for for this these communities. What what are the dangers that you see ahead of being a Facebook only group? Well, I mean, if if you're focused on one thing only and uh, Facebook goes under, or <laughs> there are no what if they charged? I mean, because it's free, right? Yeah, if they start charging you to use the the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I would assume we'd have to do one of two things. We'd move the community to a different platform, or we'd have to build that into the costs. So start charging more. Yeah, um, good point. But, um, and, and maybe it would be, you know, those charges would make the community better. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. So in your, going to your last question, why was it important for you to know what you're committed to? Well, it's a matter of, you know, my, as you know, my year is kind of up and down in terms of how much time I have available to me. So is this something, if people have an expectation when they pay for something, because it, it's not a matter of, oh, I signed up for this training course, make sure I deliver on that training course. It's like they sign up thinking they're going to get this and this and this and this over a course of months or even years. Uh, can you commit to that? Can you keep doing that? And, um, and no matter what the week is... I don't get out of doing weekly webinars, which is something I'm still proud of. Um, I've, I've, I'm not quite as rigid on the weekly, weekly, web, uh, weekly um, quick video tutorials and the happy hours, but the, the uh, weekly webinar, we're at episode number 202, I think, and I haven't missed one yet. Now, they're now I was live, but I always make sure to record something. So that's the kind of thing where it's like, can you do that? Is that something you can commit to? Because if you can't, you know, don't just throw value out there hoping to entice people. Then overcommit. Like I often hear, you know, people talking about, um, you know, underpromising, overpromising, and should like almost being like, it's a, it's better to overpromise or maybe it's overdeliver. I guess. I think underpromising is probably the right way to go, and then overdelivering, um, if necessary. But. Uh, I think overpromising is a big mistake because then all of a sudden you're like, I don't have time for this crap. And then you start disappointing people with, with what you're providing and not providing or the, the quality of what you're providing is not very good because you don't have the time. And yeah. So, so your strategy when starting a group is to keep the claims to a minimum. Very like manageable. Promises. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, so PHC Elite, you know, there was no PHC Basic. PHC Elite was just a community and a weekly webinar because the weekly webinar was formed out of something called the Do Awesome Things weekly webinar. It was originally free, and then you had to be a member of PHC to get it. So that was it. And then uh, PHC Entrepreneurs was just the community. And then we started doing the, the John and Johns, not even you know, that consistently. We started doing some John and Johns, but, but that was it. Um, 
and, you know, even to this day, like we've, we've had some um, value there too with um, a couple of resources that I created and then we've got the PDFs that you created and they were, they're continuing to add to. But, you know, again, being careful of not over-promising there and just, you know, pro- providing and delivering what, what we're able to knowing that now we've got three different communities. Yeah, and I know for me personally, without promising it, I I enjoy putting prompts out there. You know, I enjoy asking questions about books and things like that to see what people are reading, you know, how they're staying up to speed in the entrepreneurs group. And, you know, maybe maybe we do a book talk at some point, you know, find out, you know, the people who want to, you know, eight people or six people once a month that want to just talk about an entrepreneurship book, who knows? But um, the more engagement that the community is, the more value that's created too. So um, I think I, I like keeping that minimal because uh, yeah, we could definitely overcommit too quickly. Yeah, I think the reality too is that what we provide, um, many businesses charge way more than what we do. Now, there will always be people who say what we provide is too expensive and this and that. We don't cater to them either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, I think we do over-deliver when it comes to what is charged for, for the membership and what people actually get, I mean, especially PHC Elite. There's so much in there, which is why it's elite. Um, so... I, but you know, you start guaranteeing things and promising this and this and that, and then it starts getting tricky. So I think I think it's good that we continue to sort of over deliver there. Nice. Well, those are the questions I wanted to go through, and you did a great job of adding your two questions. So yeah, uh, yeah. We did get a question uh, from within oh. the PhD Entrepreneurs Group. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name, but Gorav or Gorav, he said, how do you recommend doing CRM for a new online membership program? You don't have much money to invest in it uh, when you're just starting off. So it's kind of a broad question, but what I would say is you don't, if you're just starting off, you don't need Infusionsoft, for example. Infusionsoft is expensive. So if you're looking about costs and limiting costs um, and you're just starting off and don't even have a community yet, don't go there. Um, after that, honestly, I, th- I feel like the CRM solution that you use is kind of, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's more, because that's, that's more, you're talking about really the mechanics of what all these solutions more or less do. Do they um, get provide you with uh, online forms where people complete them and they get added to your email list and they get tagged and they get added to different lists and all those things have to happen. Can you create campaigns so they automatically get certain emails after signing up? And can you then message them when you get certain events coming? I mean, all those things, that's all that matters when it comes to your CRM solution in the beginning, um, especially when you're cut, you know, trying to limit your costs. So whether you use it in Fusionsoft or MailChimp or uh, AWeber, I've used all three, or something else, uh, that's up to you. But I, I think... Uh, Ultimately, it's more of how you use it that's going to be more important in those early stages. Yeah, I, I'd like to add one solution called Green Rope. And Green Rope, uh, I've used, and 
you're right. It's about understanding the functionality that you need and then how much you can afford. And when I tried Green Rope, it was very affordable. I don't even remember what it was, but it was less than a couple hundred a month. I don't even know if it was that much, but it, it had everything that I needed. So as those that are, as you're trying to figure out your CRM, put your wish list together. Because I know when we started switching, it was, they try to sell you all these bells and whistles and then you end up like, oh, wow, now I have Infusionsoft. And we only use, well, not us now, but let's just say you end up only using 10% of, of everything that they've sold you and you're overpaying for that, you know, just a MailChimp service or, you know, I can't think of another module, but, but yeah, it would, okay. it's definitely important to figure it out. Yeah. I think it'd be challenged to find a CRM solution that seems the majority of people have glowing things to say about it. You know, like Entreport, I know, has some, I think anything that's like newer, like people get all excited about it. Um, and I know Infusionsoft gets a bad rap, and I think for good reason in some cases, but like I'm still with Infusionsoft for a reason because I'm not convinced that switching is necessarily going to make anything better it's like just new problems you know so certainly investigate it honestly when it comes to crm and if you're trying to cut cut costs uh plan to eventually expand and and i mean it'd be great if you can stick with the same crm for life but uh just make sure whatever you choose uh it's it's portable where you can easily uh, move to something else when you grow and can't afford to. Great advice. We got anything else? We good? Nope. That's it. We're good. Right. I'm going to drink another drink. Dude, you got so much of that beer left. I thought a rule was you have to finish it by the end. <laughs> nope. Chug, chug, chug. I don't chug. That's <laughs> weak. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show, JR. Uh, for everyone, PhD entrepreneurs, JR is struggling to master technology in a way to get me the PDF for the worksheet on this. <laughs> and once he does, I will publish it to our PhD entrepreneurs uh, members area along with this recording. Uh, we'll be good to go. Uh, so that's all I got for now. And hey, where can people find you, JR? On Twitter at Backup CEO, and I just sent it again to you. I can't wait till I the get worksheet. it eight times. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, JR. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.